This is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman. Welcome to the Big O Money Show with me, Bill Altman. And I have a co-host today. He was on with us last week, and he's Mr. Bill Kaiser. He's on with us again, folks, so welcome him on. And uh, thank you all so much for tuning in once again. Fantastic. Here uh, we air every Sunday morning on KFAB, 1110 KFAB. So right here in Omaha, we're based. The Big O Money Show. We are the premier advisory group. We are a fiduciary here in Omaha. We are a financial management company. We uh, work with people's portfolios and their finances and help uh, plan retirement. That's our sole focus. That's our main business. Inside that is tax planning and Medicare planning and everything that goes along with it. Social security maximization, making sure we aren't attorneys, but making sure that you are crossing your T's and dotting your I's is so incredibly important. So a lot of stuff going on. And on top of all that, today we have a very special day. It's Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, right? Bill Kaiser's a- one and I'm a- one. Abs- absolutely, Bill. And and thank you for having me on today. Great to be back. Uh, you know, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, I, I, I had a great father-son experience last week, actually. So it was kind of like pre-Father's Day celebration, but... Uh, with, with your dad. With, with my dad, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Your dad and your brother and your brother-in-law, you guys all went golfing. You know, we did, but it, it's more than just golfing. I mean, it's kind of a tradition that we have. It's kind of a cool tradition. We've been doing this for about 20-some years. We we all, you know, put the golf clubs in the car and, and start driving out to western Nebraska, and we, we, we find golf courses to go play. That's fun in different towns and you're playing all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Right. We, we, we did, we had the North Platte experience, uh, this last week. We, we, we checked out the golden spike, uh, visitor center, which is the, the home of the largest rail yard. U- Union Pacific has a tremendous presence there. We went out to Ole's in Paxton as, as well. That that's where they have all the, um, you know, the stuffed animals basically. Right. Right. And, and we played some golf. I, I, I played badly. Uh, my, my brother is doing awesome right now. I, I, I was an anchor on my dad, uh, uh, for this trip, but, uh, Matt loves that. I Matt, bet, right? Matt, he's going to rub that. that in. He's going to, well, he'll kindly, uh, remind me of my futility for, for months and months on end. I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's all right. It is all right. It was fun. It was fun to give him a little bit of money for this time. Yeah, so. Another, another wild week in the markets. You know, no we, doubt. Sure. And, sure. And uh, feds with rate increases and everything else going on. And, and hopefully we're seeing some of that uh, baked into the market at this point. But again, we're going to tell people they expect continued volatility. I think that's for sure. I think we certainly have to get to midterms and, and see what's going on. We've had a couple surprises. One, uh, I don't know about surprises, maybe. 
Um, but uh, they were upsets. Oh, on, on the, the on the uh, elections. Yeah, some special elections in Texas and then in South Carolina. Uh, I, I, consumer confidence, we know, is in the toilet. Yeah. We talked about that last week. But, again, uh, I, I think that that sense of optimism, I think the sense of optimism is still there with people. I truly do believe that. Maybe not short-term optimism. A lot of people do not like what's going on in the White House right now. They think that uh, the White House could do much more, that President Biden could do much more um, than, than he's doing right now. So we'll see how that all progresses. And I think at midterms, we'll tell a good story. And, 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 and if it does, we might see a, a turnaround in, in that confidence level. Yeah. You know, if, if, if uh, it, these, these results portend some pretty seismic changes here in November. We'll see what happens. Obviously, that's that's a long ways from now, but uh, it, but it sure would look like uh, people aren't happy with the uh, current um, administration, administration, and yep. probably the Congress too. Right, a lot of money being spent. I mean, during COVID alone, there was six point two trillion dollars spent, and and so now as the Fed raises interest rates, it's it's sucking money back in. Basically, it's kind of recapturing some of that money that was spent as is the goal. But, you know, I think the scary point for me is I understand the interest rates that have to increase. I get it. Um, but when the rest of the world really isn't raising, especially at the rate that we are raising, that that's a little scary to me. Right. You know, are we going to still have that competitive edge? Let me, let me ask you this. Why, why just break it down for everybody. Why, why would the fed want to raise interest rates? Slow down the economy. Yeah. Well, so why? It, well, you, just because they believe it's overheated, it's causing okay. inflation. But we go back to, we've talked about this in the office before. So we go back to uh, a pre-COVID. Okay, so let's go back to pre-COVID. The economy's roaring. People are doing well. Everybody's working. I mean, we weren't really seeing crazy inflation, right? We saw houses, house prices going up. Um, but it wasn't anything like, like like we've seen it here recently. But But I also remind people of the housing prices that have gone up. You know, for the first 25 years of my parents living in their home, they had very little appreciation. They lived in that home here in, in Montclair for 30 years. Very little appreciation, 114,000, 25 years later, whatever it was worth, like 185 or something like that. It was hardly anything, Bill. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, compare it for, for growth-wise. I'm not saying 185 grand isn't anything, but I'm just saying for growth, that's nothing. And then all of a sudden it, 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 it comes up and they sold it at like $315,000 five years after that. So then they see that increase, but still the 315,000 over the, the, the 115, let's say they bought it. So they have a $200,000 gain over 30 years, right? Over 30 years. So you're still not talking about any substantial return, right? And, and so people say, well, geez, it's crazy overheated. And the, and these housing prices are going through the roof. The housing definitely has gone up, but there's several reasons for that, you know, and, and one certainly is supply, but is another one the fact that housing prices really didn't have much appreciation or inflation to them for, for a long time? I think about that. But again, we go back to this roaring economy that we had pre-COVID, and, 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 and so if we're talking about inflation, Interest rates, the product, you know, raising interest rates, we know will slow down the economy. But why did we have inflation? Was it because of all the money that was being pumped in? That's definitely a reason. All the money being pumped in for all this time. Again, $30 trillion in debt. 
But how about the fact that globally we shut down manufacturing, right? So when you were ordering your, your garage doors, I, I went through this situation. I waited months and months and months for garage doors to be shipped over to my house because one was bent. We need a new garage door. And, and, and it was just because of supply. We couldn't get the supply. When you don't have the supply, but you still have a lot of demand because not necessarily because people had all this stimulus money coming in because a garage door isn't a thousand bucks. People not working who right? weren't making garages, right? The, the, there's no manufacturing going on, right? And so if you don't, if you don't have supply, but you have a lot of demand, what happens to prices? They go up. This is econ 101, but, right? But, but hasn't, what has exacerbated this is, uh, is, is the energy prices, you know, as well. And, you, yep. And then you add that on. And then now, now that you know, your garage door is more expensive, but now you have to get it from point A to point B, either by ship or by plane or by, 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 by semi. And, and now we're not paying two fifty a gallon anymore. We're paying five bucks a gallon. Oh, well, if we're well, lucky, and, and, maybe not. And, and if you're driving diesel, you're paying even more. Yeah. In the Midwest, we're paying yeah five fifty or five fifteen whatever it is a gallon. You know, out on the coast, though, I mean, I've seen $10 gallons, right? <laughs> exactly. And so is our inflation also because of what we experienced in COVID? And maybe why, why isn't our focus more on getting manufacturing back roaring again? Like, like we saw with the four years of, of President Trump. Why aren't we getting manufacturing roaring again? instead of only focusing on one piece of the puzzle being interest rates. That's what I'm not quite understanding a little bit, right? I mean, the fact that we cannot produce baby formula, the fact that we still can't get garage doors, we needed a piece for a garage door, and the guy's like, Bill, I don't know when I can get it in. And one of our distribution facilities is now shutting down. That's what they told me. So they have to go direct to somebody, some other distribution. Didn't they have to bring in baby formula from Europe? I've heard, I've had clients tell me <laughs> seriously that they had they they have business relations up in Canada and and they have and somebody's like hey I will send you down baby formula um because we have that up here on our shelves and I can send it down to you um and, and they did they because they needed a specialty kind the baby my my one of my kids um gosh I don't know who it was maybe it was Brayden I think it was Brayden uh, my my oldest. He needed some special thing for something. I don't know what it was, but regardless, it may, didn't make his tummy upset. And and when we could get it just fine, but the, these folks that I talked to and their clients, they had to have their their person somebody send them down uh, boxes of this baby formula from Canada. Why? Well, I, so I, if you're getting it in Canada, that's nuts. You can't get it right here in the United States. No, mm, I, I don't know if that's a that's a that's a different issue. I think I, altogether. I I even read that if you you know, if, if you put on Mexican companies on, on Amazon and then you could, you could bring it up from there, you know, as well. I, that's crazy. It, it's crazy. So, so, it, so I, I believe that we need to get back to a state of production, a state of manufacturing. People need to get back to work. We do not need to pay off people's student loans. They need to, um, realize that they took a, a loan out and, and what you need to do is pay back the loan. I, I mean, is that the way loans work? I thought so. Well, and I think some of this relates to just predictability. I mean, you know, inventory management is all about being able to predict when people need things. And you shut down the economy for as long as we did. 
and and you have the looming you know threat of shutting it down again it's hard to be predictable and so the one solution is just like you say bill let's just get back to work let's just deal with whatever comes down the pike here let's let's, let's and invest in manufacturing yes invest in companies that can produce goods and services right here in the United States of America. Right on. And and be able to do it more efficiently. Like my little brother, I was going to talk about this last week, but I don't think I brought it up. So I apologize if if I'm repeating myself, but my little brother produces car parts. Um, He's a CPA, (laughs) but he's a, he's a car guy and his best friend, Walter is an engineer. Okay. And so the two of them, they make car parts for different vehicles, BMWs, Mercedes, and their exhaust parts. And I, I do believe we actually talked about this, I think. But he can get it produced at extremely good quality for 20% of the cost in China as it is here in the United States. Does he have any problems getting his parts? Not at all. Zero issues getting them. Zero. But the, produ- the manufacturer, the reason he actually had a switch is because they could not get it from their U.S. manufacturer. And now he has zero issues. They took care of all the, he said it was the easiest thing. And I was at, when I was in Tucson for the, for the baptism, he showed me the box, um, or showed me the packing. The packing's fantastic. Showed me the part. It's some incredible looking stainless steel, you know, modificated exhaust for your, for a car that does some cool stuff. I don't know what, but regardless, he was able to get it not only at 20% of the cost. And like, like my dad says, that's like, you know, we also have to think about human rights, right? You know, and they're not treated the same over there, but, but 20% of the cost. And I mean, that's including shipping and tariffs bill. I mean, a lot of that shipping and tariffs should take care of some of the discrepancy of wages. Wouldn't yeah. you think? Yeah. Right. We, we should be able to do that right here. And, and, and so it, he, he needed to go there because he just couldn't get it here period. And then he finds out not only was it incredibly easy to work with, but number two, the quality was top notch and you pay 20%. That's hard to believe. Well, it's, I mean, uh, one, one great advantage that we have here, you know, is that w- we could automate things and we have great ingenuity, great people here in the United States who, who, who are very skilled at, at um, the best in the world, the best in the world. And, and they can make machines that help automate, keep those costs down. And, um, you know, certainly you don't have the human rights issues. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It, and that's the biggest issue. I think that we're seeing is, is more on that end. So sometimes I wonder, you know, first of all, are, are, you know, should the rate increases have probably started earlier? They, they probably should have. Okay. And, and the fact that now they're happening so rapidly changes things for first time home buyers that had a 3% mortgage rate last year that now have a six or a six and a half percent mortgage rate. What do you think that does to their payment? Well, duh, it makes it go up. Yeah, sure right? does. Yeah. And now the, the, the price of the home or that home is no longer affordable. So what do you have to do? You drop to a lower price home. Well, what does that do to the housing market? What should it do to the housing market? Well, it should bring housing prices down. Why aren't we seeing that yet? We're seeing a little bit of it. We've seen a little slowdown. Are, are, are things slowing up right now? A little bit. A little bit more inventory out yeah, there. But I tell you what, you know, and this is, here's a, uh, a, a plug here for Danielle. Sure. Uh, we have, uh, she's a home listed right now on 160th and Dorcas, right? That, um, that is a, 
a great place. So if you go to DanielleAltman.com, you can find that house, 160th and Dorcas, a tri-level, Millard Schools. That home, at this point, we're still seeing lots of traffic. So pre-market, before it hit market, still lots of traffic and calls. But, we're, but what she's seeing from offer standpoints is not as many. So homes that she has listed, it's not as many. Or homes that she's helping buyers buy, not as many people that she's competing with. So we're not necessarily seeing, at least here locally, we haven't not necessarily seen prices come backwards unless it was so overpriced from the beginning, which we know we've seen that too plenty of times, right? And then we'll see some drops where it's just ridiculous. You know, you're selling a little split, you know, for, you know, 450,000 and you, you, you know what I mean? It's just a hundred thousand dollars over market. People aren't paying that, you know, but because of the supply issue back to supply, because of the supply issue, we're not going to see, I don't believe we're going to see those housing prices decline as rapid. Uh, now there's a lot of apartment complexes being built. Have you noticed that around town? <laughs> everywhere, 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 everywhere. And so we're sitting, Danielle and I are sitting over at Vincenzo's actually on 156 and Pacific area. And, and we did a late, late dinner there uh, last sat yeah. last Saturday. Night, nice. So about a week nice. ago or so. And, and we were talking to the, to the, the staff there and, and they're talking about rentals because we were working on one of ours. They're asking what we were doing. And, and we're like, well, what do you pay for your apartment? You know, yeah. two bedroom, two bath. And some of these people were paying 1800 bucks, 1300 bucks. Goodness. Um, oh yeah. And I've heard even more than that. And, and, and so that's kind of interesting, right? And so some people, and, and so that market, I'm, I'm curious to see how that market does. And if indeed there is the inventory of people or the demand, I, I got to fill think that supply. A, I got to think it's an inventory issue. You got to yep. have, you, we got to have plenty of inventory, right? you know, and then hopefully prices could kind of settle down a little right. bit. Yeah. And, and so in the meantime, the Fed increases interest rates and now, and, and again, I think, I think that it, that it all happened a little too quick. Um, and I think there's more behind the inflation than, than, than just, um, than, than, uh, what interest rates can cure. How about that? Yeah. I, I think we have to be proactive and have U S manufacturing, have good relations, still have great relations internationally, of course, but we have to be able to stand on our own two legs. Definitely. Definitely. And you know, I, 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 I think a, a, we need to do a quick plug here for, for Danielle to do know. And I hear this every morning here from Gary on this radio station is that if you sign up with, with Danielle, you get Danielle. Yep. Yeah. That's right. And so, it's, the, and it's true. Yeah. You know, I don't know how she does it too. Um, but she does, she is hands on and, and she is all over it and she's talking at night and early in the morning and on weekends and, and making sure that you have exactly what you have. And, and, and that's important. So thanks, Bill. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. She works her butt off and she, and she likes what she does. That's, that's the thing. And I shouldn't say it's the funny thing, but so many people do it for a job or, or they get into real estate because they, they think it's easy money. You love how people it's like, you know, it's, it, have you ever seen those memes that show you like what my mom thinks I do, what my friend thinks I do and what I actually do or something, you're right. You know, and, and some people think like, oh, you know, they get into this business thinking, oh my gosh, it's like a get rich quick. I'll sell real estate and make all kinds of money. But uh, that's definitely not the case. It's a very difficult I, industry I, and there's a lot of competition. I, I got to think it's really challenging right now to be in the real estate business yeah. because, you know, there's not enough supply 
for homes. I mean, I know there's there's folks that we work with all the time who's look who are, they're looking for a, a first home and 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 they've they've put in op, multiple offers over a number of months, you know, on these homes and and it's got to be just a touch frustrating, you know, not to be able to land one. And so uh, you got to I imagine it takes a lot of persistence and and uh, want to, to, to keep rolling on that. It, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. The year is definitely not like it was last year in, in volume wise. I mean, we've seen that, but that's okay. It's back to, do you like what you're doing? It's like what we tell our kids, right? Like what you like, what you're doing, yeah. you know, or have a passion for it. You know, mm-hmm. it might not be your preference. Maybe your preference would be, you know, I don't know, going and riding your bike all over the place, but you know, typically that doesn't make you a lot of money, right? Unless you're like Lance Armstrong. Lance Arps, is that right? Hey, you know, speaking of sports, you know what's going on now this weekend here? With golf? No, oh, no, College no, World Series. Series. That's right. You're going to get down to some games, Bill? Um, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to. We'll see what's happening. Yeah, we'll see what's happening. But that's okay. So this weekend, my daughter went down to Missouri. She Wednesday morning, she left for uh, Northwest Missouri State for basketball camp, and, and Grace left for... Uh, Grace has a tournament in Sioux Falls or something like that. Danielle and I are supposed to be at a wedding in California. It's so all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So we'll see. I, I don't know, actually. My, <laughs> yeah, you could ask Danielle, though. I'm sure she does. Yeah, yeah. If you find out, let me know if you would. I'd appreciate that. You know, so lots going on. Obviously, crypto market's gotten hammered, and we've stayed away from the crypto market entirely around here. It's been good to some people, but it's just not for us at this time. Um, but I will tell you on our buffered index strategies before we go here today, you know, those right now, currently we have a, a, a dual directional where you're, you're, you can make on the S and P 500 up to 33% over a 24 month period, up to 33%. Your downside buffer is 15%, but because it's called dual directional, if the market is down anywhere from one to 15%, you get the inverse of that. So you're actually up 15. So if the market in 24 months from now is down 15%, you're up 15%. If the market went up, you can make up to 33%. Okay. Now, if the market's down 16%, let's say, and you're down one, right? Cause your first 15 was protected, but because it was dual, you're actually up that same. How can they do that, Bill? They, they can do it. And we're talking Amazing. about, yeah, Citibank, uh, Credit Suisse, Guggenheim. I mean, big, big, big It sounds too good this. to be true. Yeah, well, it's not. It's the real deal. Yep, and it's geared straight to the S&P 500. Okay. Yeah, and, and typical portfolio management fees right around that 1%, okay? Um, but this is something where if you wanted to kind of shelter some risk, it would be great for you. We are out of time. Again, hap, uh, happy Father's Day. Give us a call, 402-557-6730. Again, 402-557-6730. And you can reach us on the web at bigomoney.com. Thank you for listening to the Big O Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402-557-6730 or visit their website at 
P-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Bill Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.